Testing, testing one, two, three. This is Jack Crawford, sole crew member aboard the Terrapin, a ship attempting to circumnavigate the Great Channel. I suppose I could call myself captain, but captain sort of implies that I'm bossing someone around, I feel like, and I mean, at this point, I'm not even telling the Terrapin what to do so much as I'm kind of politely asking and most of the time she listens. Anyway, um, I sailed about five miles today, but before whoever's listening gets all up in arms, whoever's out there receiving this broadcast, um, I sailed five miles because I spent most of the day on land with the first people I've encountered and probably the people listening. The first people I've encountered since I set out last week. Uh, that Those lights I saw last night as I was wrapping up for the night. Um, <clears throat> we're down to the southeast and I uh, headed that way and about myself up as best I could, because frankly, the mirror I have is not very large, and you know, let's be honest, I'm a little bit biased, we all are when it comes to our own appearance and smell, but tried to clean myself up and make myself presentable, and as I sailed up, they had a little dock, and there were a couple kids just sitting there, and as I came into view, boy, were they confused. Um, I don't think ships come this far south with any regular basis. Um, people t- usually tend to stop where uh, at my village and turn around and head back, uh, which is obviously a lot more expensive, but, you know, it's a little bit faster to go back up the channel then go all the way around since no one's done that yet or no one's done it in a long time anyway I pulled up and docked the pin and tossed a couple ropes to the kids and asked them to tie them up and they sort of just looked at me and I kind of pantomimed you know tying a knot and they were like oh yeah They thought I was a pirate when I first pulled up, to be honest with you, and I don't have a sword or an eye patch or anything, but that was flattering at least. Um, but hopped on to the dock and introduced myself, and they were very friendly. They, Once they realized I wasn't there to hurt them, they, uh, they had a lot of questions and wanted to see the pin, and I said maybe later, and asked if they could show me into town. It was a town called Blue Wood. And uh, if you ever go there, you'll see why as you sort of follow that path from the dock deeper into the town. Not much of it's on the water. Every home was 
dispersed through these massive, massive pine trees, hundreds of feet tall. And the bark itself was this sort of grayish blue, this deep, deep gray with hints of blue, not brown, not red, blue. And, you know, as I'm walking, I see lumber, you know, firewood, planks. The houses themselves were built out of this blue wood. And, well, whoever founded the town clearly wasn't very original, but it's certainly unique. And I walked through, and it's a town of about 200 people. Uh, very, very friendly. People were a little cautious when I first approached. The kids helped, I think, sort of convince them I wasn't a threat. But uh, people were very friendly. There was this uh, this man, Alfred, who uh, came up and introduced himself. Well, I suppose I should say Mayor Alfred introduced himself and gave me a tour, which basically consisted of pointing down towards the dock and up in a couple other directions the road went, and that was about it, but told me a little bit about the town, it's been there for a couple hundred years, they think, and, uh, well, no one remembers, and, uh, they were very generous, I offered, uh, to trade a few things I had. I have uh, I have a pouch full of sort of the odds and ends of currency I've collected over the years and a few I, you know, borrowed off friends or traded. Some gold pieces, some bronze, a couple gems, you know, a lot of beads. I didn't know what to expect, so I brought some beads because I figured, you know, Maybe for trade. I don't think they're really worth much, but maybe someone needs some beads and would give me some food. But uh, the people of Bluewood were downright decent. They wouldn't take a thing, and they offered me some supplies, some firewood, uh, some food. Uh, they offered me clothing. I declined on that. I certainly don't need any, but... Wonderful, wonderful people, and uh, the mayor had me do his home for lunch, and I, uh, and we certainly surprised his husband, uh, Wilder was his name, and, you know, I guess when you're a town of 200 people, you don't really expect to just see somebody new out of the blue, but, uh, Wilder had just been making a beautiful, beautiful piece of trout that I guess one of those kids had caught earlier on the water and shared it with me and got to know them. And It's a mill town. They, uh, well, they grow the blue fir trees, I guess, and chop them down and sell them. But they assured me. They were very proud. It was a 
beautiful system. They don't just clear-cut sections. They, uh, they have this very defined tradition enshrined in the laws of their town where whenever they go to chop down a tree, there is a list of all the trees around Blue Wood. All the Blue Wood is cataloged. And when they, when it comes time to sell some trees, they, uh, they choose from the catalog very carefully and they pick some of the older ones with good quality wood, but whose presence won't be greatly missed. And, um, they don't chop down more than 20 trees a year, which astonished me, frankly, but, and then they try to plant, uh, a few more than they cut down. So they're growing their inventory, but it's a beautiful thing, beautiful thing, this system that, you know, allows them to live in this lovely, lovely village, and uh, you know, the trees they plant, the trees they cut down have been there their entire lives. And the trees they plant they'll never see cut down, probably. Or their children will, or their children's children will. But, uh, what, it was a beautiful system. You know, what care for the trees and for the place and I certainly see why they don't have to sell more than that. The, uh, uh, the trout was actually cooked on a plank of the blue wood. And, I mean, the flavor that that captured was unlike anything I've ever had. Uh, delicious. Really, really delicious. And, uh, after that we had couple pieces of bread with some local honey for dessert and a cup of coffee and just sat on the porch and chatted for a couple hours and you know they were very kind asking me about why I'm on the channel and I told them about the broadcast and they said they'd listen or keep an ear out at least and uh, hopefully they do. Hopefully they're out there. So if you're out there, Wilder, Alfred, the rest of you, it was really an honor. But uh, spent the afternoon just meeting people and talking and enjoying having my feet on the ground. And uh, I mean, just truly an honor and. They threw a little potluck dinner for me. Everyone basically just brought their food for dinner. and We all ate it out at the crossroads of the town and uh, right there in the middle. But got to meet pretty much everyone in town, I'll be honest. And I hope I don't offend any Blue Wood residents who are listening, but... It was a great honor to meet all of you, and I 
I remember all your faces, but I certainly can't remember all your names. But, I mean, forgive me, I've been talking to my boat for a little more than a week. Um, but, just a lovely, lovely day with those people. And I, they helped me stock the ship. I have a massive supply of blue wood for the fire and some larger pieces for lumber and they did let me pay for those which after hearing how important the wood was for them I you know I couldn't imagine not you know repaying that but I asked them to give me a few pieces that were you know branches good for whittling because I need something to keep my hands busy. But, uh, gave me some food, stocked up on some fresh produce. I have some apples, I have some, a couple boxes of berries, blackberries that are just phenomenal. And I hope to eat about half of them fresh and keep the rest as some sort of a jam for later and to remember the town by but uh, I got back on the pen probably about 9.30 10 o'clock and got all loaded up and waved farewell and said goodbye to my new friends and you know told them I'd see them again at some point and I hope to it was a really, really great honor. The first people I've met on this journey that, you know, I had no idea the Blue Wood was here. I mean, I knew there was something here, but I had no real idea how beautiful it would be. I got back on the pin and just went a few miles down in the dark. Didn't want to loiter, didn't want to, you know, feel awkward or impose on the town for another day, so if you can hear me, thank you for your kindness, and I'll be back as soon as I can, but uh, for now, I'm just going to enjoy a few of these blackberries and make up some ground tomorrow. Alfred. Wilder, everyone at Bluewood, thank you so much. This is Jack Crawford, sole crew member aboard the Terrapin, attempting to circumnavigate the Great Channel.